0: Welcome to episode 55 of In The Saddle Podcast. Today I am joined by Sam Martin, making our debut on the podcast. How's it going, Sam?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good. Um, I know we just spoke a little bit off camera about my my betting uh, yesterday, which wasn't great, uh, so let's hope uh, moving forward 2021 can be a bit more profitable for me. Lucky loaders, how's it going?
2: Yeah, not too bad. Looking forward to... Uh being able to chat away on this podcast. Uh, no time limit on this one, I believe, so I can yap all day.
0: Yeah, I don't have to make any any signals for you to stop talking. Um, I know Katie Clements had to do a bit of that last week, but I'm in that role this week. Um, what we're going to do, is a bit different to our normal betting preview podcast. We're going to review and examine the top racing from Kempton and Leperstown from last week. The eye catchers, the disappointments, and the hard luck stories. Also, I'm going to be asking our two judges did last week's race didn't give any clues for anti-post bets at Cheltenham, or maybe you could disclose any bets that you've already got on. So let's kick things off with the fallout from Boxing Day. Frodon and Briney Frost make all in the King George Sam Martin. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, I think that maybe Frodon shouldn't have been allowed to have done that. I think if the jockeys were to ride the race again, he wouldn't have had such an easy lead on the front. I think a lot of horses would have been better suited to him going a quicker gallop. Um, But they were just kind of masterful from the front. He did what he wanted. He jumped incredibly. And then when it came to quickening at the end, he did so and he won really well. Um, For me, I think waiting patiently is the horse to take out the race after such a long absence. And then he was in last for a lot on the way and he just kept going and ran past everybody else. Um, I think a few of the horses didn't run the way we expected them to. Surname and Clandesovo were both kind of below par. Maybe um, I expected Real Steel to run better, but they kind of ended up dropping out the back of the telly. And um, but it was a re- it was a good race. Not the kind of one that I think we wanted to see. Maybe it would have been a bit more exciting if you had Clandersobo, Surname, and everybody in there kind of firing at Frodon, but he was amazing, really.
0: Yeah, Frodon, certainly I, I agree with your point with the, he sort of got to make his own running in front. And, I mean, the only horse sort of took Frodon on was Santini, and, and Santini was getting pushed along, and they got along after after a fence. Um, it's probably the perfect horse for Frodon to get taken on by. Um, got to a set of fractions, gave the horse a breather, it was a 12th fence, come around the bend, and you could see Santini starting going backwards, getting outpaced. Interesting as well waiting patiently. I know me and Paul Callaghan were quite sweet on this horse. You know, we went off twenty-fives and the twelves. Um very encouraging run um after a bit of a layoff. I think if Brian Hughes could could ride the, ride that race again, I think he'd be he ask the button a bit quicker because the horse had a had a lot of running left in him um on the flat over the last. But another win for Frodon, um social media was quite quite interesting after it as well. The horse certainly divides opinion. St. would also thought traveled like an absolute dream. Um does he stay? I'm not sure. I don't think he'll stay Cheltenham Gold Cup trip. Clanders are both interesting as well. Ran on and getting outpaced. Um, you know, I'll probably stick with Santini as well, waiting patiently. That's probably the tool to take out the race. I think Santini just needs a trip. Uh, Gold go cut, he's crying out for it. Um, Chris Loder, what's your thoughts on Frodon?
2: Yeah, it was a bit of a head scratcher, wasn't it? I did actually have a saver on Frodon. Uh, before the race, because I remember last year I was actually at Kempton for the Lanzarote meeting, and he won um won the Grade Two Chase there on the card. and I just thought the track would suit him. It's often the the King George I find is a bit of an enigma these days. It's often won I think by horses that could probably win over two and a half miles, which Frodon has done before in the past, winning the Ryanair. You know, it's it's a very um it can be really hard to to come from the back if uh, there's a good uh. While making the running out in front like Frodon you know so I don't think it was a complete surprise that Frodon's has uh, gone and won that race to be honest with you I think like sam was saying there some of the others maybe didn't run up to their best but then sometimes I think particularly with the likes of surname you know like you wanted surname to probably be ridden a little bit more handier than he than he probably was he I don't understand why he maybe tried to take Frodon on you know I know sometimes they go oh well we're trying to save our horse for later in the race but sometimes when you when you've been winning and then you change your tactics it can just throw horses I think off the boil because they're not used to that style of racing or or it's just it's just not their cup of tea um I don't know exactly what the instructions were but yeah it, it was all a bit of a mess I think in behind the one you've already said a bit to take out the races, waiting patiently in a fantastic horse for Ruth Jefferson over the last couple of years, previously trained by her um, father. That's no longer with us, Malcolm Jefferson, uh, but this horse waiting patiently, you know, he, he actually uh, only ran once last season in the Tingle Creek when he finished third. And he was the one uh, that to take out that race behind a uh, Deffy and uh, under. So when he flew up the hill, he's very versatile over many trips probably wouldn't quite stay the, the Cheltenham Gold Cup trip, in my opinion. I think the Ascot chase in February will be the target for him. Won that race a couple of years ago when he beat Card, <laughs> So I imagine he'll probably stay at two and a half miles. He might not even go to Cheltenham. They might save him for a race like uh, the Melling chase at, at Aintree. He might be more up his street. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely the one to take out the race. Could Frodon win a Cheltenham Gold Cup? I think he could. You know, we saw him win a handicap off top weight on his seasonal reappearance at Cheltenham and the form of that race worked out not too bad he did it because Cap went and hacked up in the Ladbrokes Trophy at Newbury and we know that Cheltenham's his best course he won the Cotswold Chase you know so for people that say he's not going to stay I think I think you can now see from his record that over three miles it's not too bad and I think he's worth a shot at the Gold Cup definitely could, could he win it yeah I think he could could he make a frame yes he could if, if he got an easy lead, then I think he would, but you don't normally see easy leads handed in a gold cup. And I just wonder if Alboom photo might try and stop him getting, uh, getting a, a freebie up front. And there could be a couple of others as well that could be ridden a bit more handily that day. And it might just chuck Frodon out of his comfort zone, but don't underestimate Frodon. You know, I think just because he's been around a long time, I think we just think we know where we lie with him, you know, but in a Grade One over three miles, he's a Grade One winner, isn't he? And he could maybe step up and uh, win the Champion Gold Cup. It, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise, but I think people would describe it as a poor renewal. But, but he couldn't have done any. He couldn't have done any better than what he did. So yeah, I think uh, he should be uh, taken a little bit more seriously.
0: He's currently twelve to one for the Gold Cup, which I think is skinny enough. Of course, sixteen for the Ryanair. Uh, I know I use um. You mentioned the Ryanair just start off camera, potentially, for that trip.
1: Yeah, I think if they were to take him to the Ryanair for, at Cheltenham, then he'd win it, to be fair with you. Um, if he got the easy lead on front, in the front, like he's had recently, obviously his performance to start off the season was amazing with so much weight. And then he hated Aintree because there wasn't enough fences for him. Um, but I... I don't think I could fancy him in a Gold Cup. And I think if he was to win a Gold Cup, it wouldn't have been one of the strongest renewals. Um, He's obviously got everything that he's done kind of backs up that he is a Gold Cup horse, really. And I think they are definitely going there with him. But I think if he was mine and I wanted to win, I'd go to the Ryanair. But I suppose having a horse in a Gold Cup is a big thing. I think they were talking about it on ITV, saying this will be the owner's, it's his best chance of a winner that he's ever had in the Gold Cup. In... Yeah, in the Gold Cup. So, I suppose it's their decision. And, I mean, I think he'll probably run a big race. But if he gets an easy lead on the front in the Gold Cup, then that won't would, <laughs> be very good, really.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you're talking about the being prominent, getting an easy lead. Probably the only horse sort of made all was probably Connie Gray a few years back under Nico. Um, and I know William Mullins did, I uh, think he used the Green Wiley horse to try and rough him up. But Connie Gray stayed on. Uh, with Jack Adam in second, and just sort of looking at the the betting just now for the Gold Cup, we get, you get getting it 12 to one Santini or 12 to one Froden. Um I know Santini, people think he's disappointing, but he's crying out for this trip. He'd be all over that 12 to one. Um, Kenboy will probably make the running uh, or be handy in the Gold Cup. So there's no way Furon will be getting an easy lead in the Gold Cup. So maybe that 16 or the Ryanair probably looks like a bit of value because if he does go there, he's definitely not going to be 16 to one on the day. Is he? he's probably going to go off maybe five to one, nine to two. It's top of the betting, we're going to have a look on the next race. We're going to look at the Christmas hurdle. Um, this one certainly burnt a lot of punters' fingers. Um, it certainly wasn't Chris Loder's, anyway. See, back to winner, Um, uh, typical Epitonte. Um, Chris Loder, tell us about Silver Streak and your winnings.
2: Yeah, I just well, I just had a free bet and I just didn't fancy Epson, so I thought I'd stick it on Silver Streak, so even better. Um, but yeah, I just think. I don't know there's just something about Epson it was interesting in that race um I was watching uh Lydia Heslop and Ruby Welsh's Road to Cheltenham and they were sharing like how she was before before um the race in, in the pre-parade ring and and she was very busy this time at Kempton, which was unlike her um I, they don't know why she was like that she's never really behaved like that before if you uh uh, watched her uh, before uh, the race when she won the champion hurdle they showed how she was in comparison she was so cool and calm you know maybe she was in season that has been one of the things mentioned by uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki Henderson about um, why maybe she underperformed but I just think um, tactically it was a masterclass from Adam Wedge you know we've never really seen something go and make the running like that before that had taken her on both the races before had been quite slowly run affairs and um she she normally comes with a turn of pace that's her. that's her strongest weapon and in that in that race at Kempton on boxing day silver streak just took the sting out of her you know and silver streak to be fair to him he's got a good record at Kempton he's won around there a few times during his career um you know so it was a it was one of his uh kind of home games as it were um and he had some good form this season. He'd run well in previous grade ones before he deserved grade one. He was really unlucky, wasn't he, in the fighting fifth when he was taken out. Um, I just think I think people maybe are underestimated Silver Streak. Epitompe maybe didn't run a race. I think it's a bit of both. But the one horse that I'm really excited for is Song for Someone. I just so want him to go to the champion hurdle. He's... Brilliant jumper. I think people think yeah, because he can win over further. That's probably his ideal trip. He's not good enough to win a champion, but he showed it at at um, Cheltenham in the international hurdle that despite the, the last uh, hurdle being taken away, he still found plenty of uh, battle and he was really hardy up the hill. And we know now he can handle the course. I think if he was to turn up here, I think I think he should be up there. F- by fav- favoritism Epiton, it's too short in my opinion and now we know in the style of racing in a way she can get beat I think if uh, if they get a couple of front runners maybe like Song for Someone Silverstreak tries to make the running uh, in the champion hurdle uh, I think Epitone could be vulnerable uh, to something else despite her getting the mayor's allowance I think it's a lot more open the champion hurdle than people give it credit for but yeah I don't think it was a complete fluke by Silver Streak. And I think um, Epiton as well, though, didn't quite run a race. I think it's a bit of both.
0: After that run, um, getting turned over by Silver Street, I mean, went from six to four to nine to four. And there's a bit of actually three to one on Betford at the moment uh, for Epitone uh, for champion hurdle. Looking at just the post betting just now, I mean, song for someone's 20 to one in places. Um, and I'm just seeing the one next to it, Goshan, 20 to one. I mean, we're just talking value here. I mean, who's who's taking 20 to one Goshan for the champion right now? Um, It's a crazy price. Um... Sam Martin, what did you think of it? Were, were you on? Did you have in a multiple or were you a layer or?
1: Um, I kind of avoided that race in terms of bets or anything right. because I, I did think she was going to win, to be fair, but I think Aidan Coleman knew from starting that she wasn't herself. Um, and like Chris said, it was a tactical masterclass from Adam Wedge. really. Um, it does make me think, now. you've said about that with the easy lead and how she doesn't... Um, she couldn't kind of quicken from it. If Not So Sleepy had stayed in the race at um, Newcastle, it does make you think, would she have been able to quicken past him? Because we obviously saw what he did the other day. I'm a massive fan of this horse, and I really liked him for the champion all. And I was livid when they had a standing start because he would have just gone and blasted out in front. And I think he threw a bit of a paddy, to be fair. Um when he did get past, but I think if you had if they put not so sleepy back in the champion hurdle um, in March, and he goes out in front and they don't have a standing start, then that he'll set it up, and I personally think he'd keep going and he would give have kind of a good chance of winning. But it does make me think now you said that about Epiton, would she be? Would that be what she hand like? Would that be good for her? Um, because did they go quick? You know, Last year's champion hurdle because she did quick and really well. I was by the final fence, the final hurdle, and she just kind of blasted up. Um, but it's an interesting one, tactics with her. But I don't think she was herself, and that was no by no means her um, true running. And we obviously know she's the whole yards under the weather at the minute. So I don't think you can fully discount when we next see her. But it's a case of how well would she be suited to the races and everything.
0: I think the race is over at the final at the final fence. Uh, is quick in the way, and she mm-hmm. was impressive. In mean, Darby Star and Charger are no are no mugs. Um, obviously Sharjah was quite impressive recently, and it's been bet from 25s into eights. Um, I think the Nikki Henderson stable. I mean, obviously we're going to go on to Altier later on, but I don't think they're firing at the moment. Um, I think you just got to keep your gunpowder dry until Cheltenham to see stable forms like. Um, but yeah, I mean nine to four seems a bit skinny and uh, just need to see see how that one unfolds. Um I certainly wouldn't put anyone off Silver Streak as well. Um I, I do think it was a masterclass ride from from Adam Wedge. I think he's an underrated jockey. Um certainly one one to keep an eye on. Um we're gonna jump on to another one that burned a lot of fingers. I mean, this this was an interesting one. It ran on the 27th, 27th of December, uh, desert orchid chase Altior. Um Remember, I I spoke to a few, as I like to say, judges uh, leading up to it. And I just think that I was watching the exchange and this horse was drifting um, all day and 1.7, 1.8, 1.7. 1.8. I just, I don't think the layers could decide or the backers which way they wanted to go. And obviously the layers won in the end. I think it went off about 2.1. And he's hit that normal flat spot two out and he's ran on again. Again, another horse that's dividing opinion on social media. Um, What did you think of the run of Altier, Sam Martin?
1: I think he ran okay, actually, for a seasonal reappearance. I mean, I remember a tweet from somebody before the race saying, "Somebody knows he's not going to win." Um, Is that because he of did better, drift? Better, Probably. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't. I just saw a tweet from someone saying that. I don't really follow the betting patterns as much, but he went through the race really well. But I was so drawn to Nube Negra to start like in the middle of the race i said to my mum, he's basically got his hands crossed trying to keep this horse in check and not pulling away from him harry skelton and he really impressed me i mean it was like his fourth i think start over fences and to do that it was even with a blow par out your scope dirty and so so on and so forth he was amazing i think and um I found him really interesting kind of with what transpired afterwards with his breeding his sire he's only dink he's got two horses that race in the uk and one of them's just gone and done that um there's a few younger full siblings that we've got to look forward to to Bay negra um but i don't see why this horse couldn't be a player in the um champion chase he's so unexposed still um interesting route he started out on the flat in spain before going to the skeletons, but Harry Skelton's got a really tough choice for the champion chase with Politalog and this horse but um, who knows maybe if he picks Politalog Bridget Andrews can ride um, Nube Negra and maybe we'll see another woman get in a grade one at Cheltenham
0: yeah if they two jump the last together it'll be an interesting household that night anyway <laughs> but um, I, I agree with you I think the winner Nube Negra was was mightily impressive um absolutely hacked up and he's, he's easing down at the finish 12 to one at the moment for the champion chase, which to me seems a decent price. Um, I think he probably go short on the day. Um, for any non-runners could, could be really short. Um, Chris Loader, lT are we a backer or a layer?
2: I was against him on the day. I had my doubts about him. Um, and I still don't really know where, I, where I stand with him still. Um, bit of the head scratcher really that I think everybody in racing has got an opinion on which is great um some some there are some ludicrous opinions I will admit but then there's some uh, outlandish opinions that I think may be a little bit credible you know it, it's 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 a really hard one to fathom I think what you can say is that age is starting to catch up with him he did lack a little bit of pace to compare to what he's been doing recently um he beat the right horses, except New Negra, so that's still um, that that's still encouraging. Um, still ran well. Now he's an eleven year old. He hasn't been the most straightforward um, in the last couple of years. Obviously, we all know um, there's been many column inches to, uh, dedicated to uh, the clash of surname that it took it out of him, but then he won really well in the game Spirit on his return at Newbury. So, it's really hard to know where we are with Altior. The, the reports out of Henderson's Yard have been, or in the lead-up before the race, were that he was still as good as ever. Um, But then there was some people saying maybe he's not quite the same horse. Who knows? There's just so many mixed messages with Altior. Visually, from that performance, I thought he ran well. He possibly could maybe have a crack at staying up in trip. You can't say that he didn't stay when he took on surname. You know, he still ran very good race maybe he wants to step up in trip but i don't think he will i think i think he'll have a crack at the champion chase um do i see him winning it possibly not i think the one that we shouldn't still be underestimating is is a good old politologue you know i've been i've been beating this drum this season uh from the start of this season yeah at the time it might have seemed like a bit of a fluke result because we thought we know we knew where we stood with politologue but politologue backed it up by winning the Tingle Creek. OK, it might have been a below-par Tingle Creek, but he still did the job very well. And the way that we know he's going to be ridden now, out from the front, um, he's got the stamina as well. He ran in a King George, for goodness sake, and ran an incredible fourth. I think he finished in the end a couple of years ago. So we know he's got the stamina to last from the front. And if he can just get everybody um, out of their comfort zone in that race, I think Politi Log will take all the beating again and even beat Shaq and Bossoir. And we'll talk a bit about Shaq and uh, slightly later. But, um, yeah, I, I I think it's really hard to know where we are with Ati. I think we have to see him again. But I don't think he will win the champion chase. I just think there is a couple of others that just might be a little bit stronger than him now. But I still expect him to, if he did turn up, to run a, a valiant race. Now, I could see him maybe making the frame. But I just think maybe a couple of others now just got the better of him. And for me... I. I for me, I know he's a big prices now for the champion chase. I, 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 I if maybe on the day I might have a sentimental bet, but he's not for me at this stage.
0: Yeah, Pello Pal- is is six to one uh, best price available at the moment for Mister Nichols. Um, interesting, Sam. Martin, what do you think of uh, Defy de Desoy? That forgotten horse here, twenty to one, for the champion. Any chance?
1: Obviously, he underperformed last time. I think we expect him him to run better um i can't remember what the the reason was for that race um but he has won over further so we know he's got the stamina it's just whether he turns up and can do it over in a fast-paced two-mile race if um it was worrying last time really to see him like that um but he's one of those ones i think we need to see again to know because i think if they I think they could go to either at this stage, uh, the Champion Chase or the Ryanair with him. Cause I mean, he was running against lost in translation, wasn't he, for most of his novice season. Um so he's just one of those ones that I think maybe he's kind of grown out of the two-mile division if he gets older, if you know what I mean. Like he just needs a little bit further now. Um but yeah, I think I need to see him again to have a strong answer. I think.
0: Yeah, when he was pulled up last time out behind, put the cat on. Interestingly, he, um, he has an entry for the Ryanair currently fourteen to one um, for that race. It was interesting you were talking about standing up in trip, and he has he is actually scheduled to run. I think he has an entry on the twenty third of January um, at Ascot. He's currently five to two in the Clarence House. Grade One chase, so maybe that will give us some clues. Maybe you want to take a bit of that fourteen one if he absolutely hoses up there, um, and it could be a single single figure runner. Um, but some in- interesting sort of recap on Altior and the winner Nuba Negra. Um Some sort of Cheltenham bets there as well. We've got another another race we're going to look at on the twenty seventh of December, the Wayward Lad novice chase, a horse that I know Lucky Lourdes has um, in a lot of multiples. Shishkin, but we'll start with Sam Martin. Um, what did you think of Shishkin and Nicky Anderson?
1: This, I wasn't overly impressed with the way he travelled and jumped throughout the race um, but I think the way he was so impressive with the way he quickened away from everybody else against some good horses um, when the yard was so out of form really because no one was kind of performing to their best so maybe that's why he was a little bit scratchy in the middle part of the race. He probably wasn't travelling as well as he probably could be. It was only his second start, though. Um, he kind of had a bit of a miscommunication with Nico at one point. But um, I'm not completely, completely set on him. There's nothing else I can really think of that threatening him at this stage and all mankind, who I love. Um, I think he's so exciting. But... Cheltenham Hill had concerned me with um All Mankind against um Shishkin because Shishkin actually has stamina in his pedigree. He started off over a bit over fences over a little bit further than two miles. So yeah, if they do clash the um in the Arkle, then it'll be it'll be interesting and I look forward to it.
0: Shishkin's currently eight to eleven, best price available at any post.
1: I mean, Is that's he really? Awesome. That's that's ridiculously short. Yeah, that, that's that's a,
0: that's a layer. That's a layer, I think, at those prices. Lucky loaders. You can see I'm loading up bet for her right now. <laughs> you're going to lay that bet off or you're going to let it run? Lucky loaders.
2: Oh, I'm happy where I am with Shishkin. I've got him in a multiple bet for, with Envoy Allen and Monkfish to win the three novice chases at the Cheltenham Festival. I think I'm
0: sitting on
2: is it 2-1, 5-2? I think I'm on it. Think, I think he's 7-4 in my multiple bet. I've got if they all win on the day or all win at the festival, I I get forty to one, which I think is fairly good, in my opinion. Yeah, it, I, I was happy with Shishkin the way he performed. I think it was actually a good little race. Actually, with some promising chases in there, Gumble had been not bad yardstick, you know, to, to measure him on. Uh, I thought the the Nichols horse in second actually is a really nice horse, Tamarock Dumathan. I think he's gonna win a nice handicap at some point uh, later in the season. Um, yeah, I think he beat the right horses. He maybe wasn't quite as slick as he was on his first run, but he made a couple of errors that he got himself out of, which I always like. You know, he, it means he's a clever jumper. You know, and to be doing that on your your second start over fences in public, I think that's just he just oozes quality. To be honest, it's been. C- compared with already many times but I just think he's an outier 2.0 you know I just think they found another outier unstable I, I there's been nothing in my opinion I know all mankind has done well but there's been nothing what we've seen so far over two miles over uh, fences from any novice this season that I've been more impressed with I, I, I've i I've been impressed with Shishkin getting both his starts I think he justifies to be that short and I think if he, if he turns up on the day, I think he is a certain need to win the Arkle. I really do. And, and I think he'll get further in time as well. I think he could maybe step up to two and a half miles, possibly even three, because uh, he had no right to win that Supreme last year after the amount of trouble he was in. But he still found a way to, to win that Ratio. You know? So, yeah, I think there's lots to like about Shishkin. And, um, yeah, if he turns up, I think it's, uh, it's, it's straightforward.
0: It's a very dangerous word you used there, Chris Loader. Certainty.
2: We're in January here, Loaders. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing, like I said, there's nothing, there's nothing that I can see coming out of the woodwork. Well, there's nothing that's run so far that I would be scared of if I'm back in Chishkin, you know. If I if I was to tell anyone to have a bet on him at those prices, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't tell people to have a bet. And maybe for a multiple, maybe. But if you wanted to put all your life savings on him to win the arc well I wouldn't do that, but but yeah, I do think he's I from what I've seen so far, I think he's the one to beat. And I do think he justifies his position in the market.
0: Yeah. I had Abba Cadabras in the Supreme last year. That's absolutely sickening, wasn't it? Honest, wasn't
1: it? Oh yeah.
0: It's sickening,
1: wasn't it? Oh, I was there. God. I was absolutely screaming. <laughs> I
0: think he was tens on. He was tens on at one stage. Absolute sickener. But yeah, I, th- I think Shishkin's a bit short um, at the moment. Maybe get a bit, he might go maybe even money. I can maybe see him drifting on the day. Um, but Chris Loder getting the certainty card out in January for Cheltenham, which is dangerous talk. Um, but yeah, let's let's hope he can run a race, potentially be the next Altior. And that will wrap up um, Kempton's card. Um are going to have a little look at Leperstown, 27th of December, the Paris Rewards Club Chase horse that lucky loaders um highlighted about the stats but obviously the stats are there to be broken chris shakin persuas impressive winner um always going to see if this was your Cheltenham banker but obviously i think you've already said that with shishkin but we'll start with sam martin what did you think of shakin persuas victory
1: um to me he's kind of a horse that just goes out and like does what he has to do um because he's never really been phased over the past two starts this um this season which kind of does raise the question what would he do if he had somebody if he had to go in a battle but it's not really that important um he was significantly better than anyone else that day he had some good horses behind him like I think a lot of put the kettle on and I hope they persist and kind of keep her for the champion chase in March and not go down the mare's route um I think, after the previous start she had in um at Cheltenham, they were gonna go that way. I don't know if they've changed their mind, but um you see he did have a proper race um the over Christmas um, he finished a bit tired, I thought he just kind of I don't know how I think the ground was kind of harder than it like harder to get through than it looked, maybe um. Obviously if they get him in one piece to the champion chase, he's gonna be a player, no doubt about it. But kind of everyone was lumping on on um for him in the lead up to the race last year and he didn't get there. Um he was kind of thought of as a bit of outie up the one to topple outy or um didn't end up going either. Um, it ended up a bit of an anti climax really. Um which I suppose is why people are a bit don't take politologuers seriously but i don't think i have chuckland for well for the race i don't know why he's just never been one that i'm completely set on i think um but he's an interesting horse and he's definitely a player for the champion chase
0: yeah I, I thought he was quite impressive um i agree with the point about he's not really been taken on properly challenged and the fact that he never made it to Cheltenham last year um it's going to be his first time if he makes it this year 11.8, skinny enough for me. Um, I don't know if you'd be diving under that price. And I know, Chris loder you were against this horse last time out. Um, and Obviously, he's, he's done the business. What did you make of it?
2: Yeah, Shakan, he's a horse that I've never particularly worn to. I don't know what it is about him. I just, I don't think he's really that flashy. or He's not like an exuberant jumper, in my opinion. He doesn't have the turn of gears that out your... Has had in the past. Um, you know, he's he to me. Uh, I just think he's been always very workmanlike in his victories. Um, I think he's also as well when he's won. I think the others in behind have had excuses. When he came on and he burst on the scene, he beat Deffy, and I do buy that argument that Deffy had had a little bit of a of a hard season. You know, he had some hard races. I do buy that argument when he beat Deffy. The saw it Punchestown, and then. He got turned over last year by a plutard um but that was i can see why Shacken got beat that day a lot of willie mullins is this is actually i think the first time at a Leopardstown christmas festival that willie mullins has absolutely been on fire but before the last few years it a lot of his horses, you would have wanted to been taking them on because a lot of his hot pots hadn't been firing i i put a i went through a few in the last podcast like footpad got overturned Shaken. Porsoir himself got overturned in, in, in that race in the past, you know, so it wasn't uh, a complete no-hoper for an outsider to win. I think um, I think in the end, he, he he actually did do a good job to, to beat Notebook, you know, he's no mug. He'd only lost once, Notebook, over fences, and that had been at the Cheltenham Festival, which is a track uh, Cheltenham has never played to his strengths in the past. And also as well, there were crowds kind of by that argument. Um, I think he would have won even if the last fence hadn't been omitted. Um, yeah, he just, he just doesn't float my boat. Um, I don't think, I don't know what it is about him. I don't think he'll, um, I don't think he'll win the champion chase. He's not been to Cheltenham as well, which is, a another question mark. And I don't think, quote me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Willie Mullins is, I think the champion chase is still the one race at the festival that eludes him. I don't think he's ever won the champion chase, Willie Mullins. So you still obviously got that demon to overcome, but that that shouldn't be putting you off.
0: He's, he's very lightly raced as well for a nine-year-old. He's only had, what, 10 competitive starts on the rules. Yeah, he's very he's fragile. Very, so, I mean, I'm looking on Betfair just now. I mean, he's training at 2.62 in the lay. I mean, that is a bit short, is it not? You don't think there'd be a lay, any post?
2: Yeah, I think I would I would take him on. I would lay him. Um, I, I think also as well, I think... If a proper front runner takes him on, I f- like Politolog, I think he would get found out. The only time that you could say that something really tried to beat him, but I still don't think the race was run to suit, is when he beat Min uh, in the Dublin chase last year. I-, I was all over Min that day. I really was. Um, but I think Min kind of went a little bit too hard. Um because he, he ended up going to chase ornua for for um, Henry de Bromhead, uh, Onua. And ornua is a horse that just cuts his throat every single time. But he's only got one way of running, Onua. He likes to go forward. He's a keen type. likes to go forward from the front. And I think Min kind of got caught into that trap. And just the fact that he was following him so hard that day meant he got tired. And then if you actually watch the race replay back from that race, Min was actually closing at Shaqan at the line again and I think if Politolog went from the front got an, a bit of an easy time of things I, I could see a similar result to what we've seen uh, what we saw last year uh, I think he would get out of his comfort zone and we know like I said Politolog has the stamina for further whereas Shaqan I, I don't think he's got that stamina um, I think he, he's a he's just a two mile specialist and I think if if he went up in tripper he would get found out so yeah uh, Shaqan He's got to make it on the day first, and answer Cheltenham, and also as well. I think the way the race could be run might not suit him, so that's why I couldn't have Shaq and soir for the Champion Chase.
0: Interesting. Um, I think I think he's short enough as well. Um, not going to get an easy run of it. It's mean, certainly not going to be an egg and spoon race. Um, at Cheltenham. If if he makes it as well, two point six two short enough. And um, that's our sort of price, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> I can see you looking right now. Moving on to the 28th of December, Savile's Chase, a plus Tard. I thought this was a ridiculous race, absolutely mayhem and running. What did you make of it, Sam Martin?
1: I thought it was a really exciting race, to be fair. Um, I was absolutely over the moon with the result. Um, I'm a big fan of Darryl O'Keefe. He's won a few races for me when I've tipped up horses, he's ridden at big prices this season. So I'm grateful to him for that. Um but the horse was so brave um to get to, to kind of gallop past those other horses. He was quite a way behind um at one point, but he just kept going and obviously the race did kind of fall apart slightly because of Delta Work and Manalindo um falling, but like I said, off-air jumping's the name of the game. Um Mellon absolutely pinged everything until um one of the last two, I think, when he kind of brushed through it. Um, I heard Patrick Mullins talking about how he just wished he'd ridden that fence differently and who knows what could have happened kind of thing. Um, it was nice to see him enjoy himself so much because he's been a bridesmaid so many times You could think maybe he'd get a bit disheartened with the job, but he was a, he was brilliant. And then Ken Boy obviously was in there as well. He's very consistent when it comes to this kind of race. So I think he's a solid horse. Um how the race will stack up in future I don't know um, but I think Melon actually it's only a matter of time until he wins a, a, uh, a grade one I think it'd be interesting to see which race they choose to go to with him I'd like to see him in the Chapman Gold Cup to be fair I don't know if they thought he'd stay for the Savills. Um I think they were going to ride him like he would I heard Patrick Mullins say again but um, yeah it's an interesting one and I don't know if after tired himself would stay Gold Cup trip, but um I enjoyed the race. I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, I think the the Willie Manners or Melanie and Kemba. I mean Willie nearly got the tactics spot on. Um I just think both of them got tired late on. And plus tired me, I mean, I, was, I think it was an unbelievable ride by Daryl Keith just sticking at him. Um he's absolutely flew home. And just got up on the line. Um it's interesting. The first thing I thought after the race is this horse is sort of crying out for sort of a Gold Cup trip because he's doing his, his best work late on. Um, three miles yielding at Leperstein. I mean, certainly get three mile two, three mile three at Cheltenham. Only a six year old as well. So maybe not this season for Henry de Bromhead, maybe next season. But I mean, I think it was a, a cracking race. The second Ken Boy, a little plug for Betfair here, was 101 in running and was down for about 14,000 in running. So some certainly got their, their fingers burnt there. Lucky loaders, what did you make of it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I did say it was a bit of a shambles of a race off but I still stand by that in a way, because we never really got to see what Manello Endo was capable of. You know, he'd been putting in some smart performances, a bit unlike him as well. He's normally been the consistent jumper so far in his career, and it was a shame that he fell uh, before the race really did get going. I would have liked to have seen how he would have fared because he has been my idea of the Gold Cup winner for some time. I hope they don't go straight to the Gold Cup with him because I would like to see him have one more race just to know where we stand with him uh, before I got financially involved. Um, However, a Plutard is a horse that I've always liked and I was always kind of like, yeah, it could be worth a move going up and trip because... He's always been a bit slow away from his fences. I was all over him for the Ryanair last year. Still ran respectably to finish um, in third. And probably going up and trip might just unlock that potential with him. You know, I'm often a big fan of horses. I know obviously the last couple of years it's not been... That stat's been thrown out the window. But I kind of like horses that are having their first ever guy in the Gold Cup. It normally suits the the more... um, progressive type the younger horse as it were um so a plutard would fit that bill and also as well he's got a good record at Cheltenham. you might remember he won that novice handicap chase which unfortunately is no more at the festival thing it's a travesty that race has been thrown out it's always one of my favorite races of the festival that one and the last couple of years have been a fantastic uh fantastic race and produced some good winners um but Plutar yeah he, the the course at Cheltenham would really suit him you know and I think he has to take his chance in the gold cup now I, I think he I think he would get found out against Min in the Ryanair personally and there could be one or two others like St. calvados Mellon I think he's a bit between a rock and a hard place if I was if I was uh, his owner, I probably would have given him a crack at Gold Cup, actually. Why not? But the Donnellys have obviously got uh Album photo, so they might want to take their chance in the Rhino. I just think if he ran in the Rhino, he might just find something a little bit too good. Um, but Cheltenham, again, is a track that always brings out the best in him. He ran a crack against Boover there a couple of years ago in the champion hurdle. Obviously made the frame just going down to Sam Crow, wasn't it, in the... um in the uh, marsh chase last year. So like I said, Cheltenham definitely always seems to bring out the best in him. He ran a cracking race. Kenboy, I couldn't have in a month of Sundays for the gold cup. It's not a track he's run well at uh, at all in the past. Um, I think more Punchestown, Aintree, they're his kind of, um, they're more his cup of tea. That's where he's done his career best in the past. So that's where I'll imagine his, his, his targets will be. Um but he might still take a chance in the Gold Cup, who knows? Um yeah, I thought it was a bit of a messy racing behind. I think the first three did nothing wrong, you know, they enhanced their credentials, but I think the wire couple in there, Delta Work as well, was a horse we didn't, didn't touch upon. Um he he kind of looked out of sorts. I know Gordon Elliott's horses as well the majority of uh, the Lepertown Christmas meeting as a whole were running quite below par so I think you can put a line through quite a few uh, their star performers Um, so yeah I I do think it's a bit of a muddling race Um, but I think the first three have definitely shown that they're in good form and I think a Plutar and Mellon for Cheltenham anyway would be the two horses from the race that I would take out
0: it's interesting with a plus star. He actually has an entry for the, for the Queen Mother Chase. There's no way he's gone back over two miles after that performance. Um, 16 to 1 for that race. But on Betfair, as they say, they always know on Betfair. 12.5 for the Gold Cup. Same trading about the same price as Santini. album Photo, I know it's one that Sam Martin likes, uh, kind of leading the betting at 4.7. I think this horse is actually made out uh, for this trip. Um, I think he's going to be a massive player if he makes it to the Gold Cup, a plus star. Uh, we've got another one on the 20th of December. we're going to look at the Christmas Hurdle at Leperstown. Gavin Cromwell, Flooring Porter. Um, what did you make of it, Sam Martin?
1: I was quite smug afterwards because I tipped him. Um, you
0: did. All yeah,
1: I, I really enjoyed this race. I think it was really interesting to watch Flooring Porter at the start. Me and my mum were like, "Who who's that horse? Because he was proper pulling his jockey's arms out, uh, being a bit of an idiot, really. And I was like, oh, that's Florian Porter, okay. Right, we'll have to see how he runs in the race then. And I think making him go to the front kind of gave him something to do. Um, and he does seem quirky, but I was really impressed with his wide margin win the time before. So that kind of made me think, oh, maybe he could go well in this. And he dictated from the front. He did jink a bit um, going to after the last and he ended up biting his tongue. Um so a few things kind of went wrong, but he was actually quite an easy, good winner by the end of it. Um, I don't, I think I know on ITV racing afterwards, they were like, no, he won't make an impact in the day. And, but I think he could, he's still a bit EB. He's, I think he's six, I think. Um, and he's, yeah, he, I like him. And I'm, I think eventually going chasing, he could be quite nice to stay in Chaser as well. Um, just needs to grow grow up a little bit in his head, I think.
0: Yeah, he could be Gallon Cromwell's maybe next Cheltenham horse. Obviously, they're quite unfortunate to lose <laughs> champion hurdle winner Esport Allen. Um, but yeah, I think he, he was impressive at Leperstown in the storyteller back in second, one quite convincingly. Maybe good to see him get another another top horse uh, for Cheltenham. Chris Loder, what did you make of it?
2: Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly what to make of it, but All I would say is not the first time Gavin Cromwell would have taken a handicapper right from the low levels of racing to to the top grade. Remember Darvistar last year? Won a handicap in the 90s, wasn't it, or something? And then he improved, like, £60. I made the frame to finishing third, wasn't it, in the champion hurdle? I could see him being a similar kind of horse to Darvistar, not in the sense it's obviously different trips, but I could see see him running well um, and maybe making the frame... If I was to see him in the stairs at Cheltenham, I do think Paisley Park might just have enough. And I think the front-runner of um, Florin Porter would be really... The front-running tactics he brings Florin Porter would be very welcome for Paisley Park, who would need that strongly run race. Um, I, I think he, he's a player... The, the one horse I'm glad that we didn't get to see was uh, Ronald good old Ronald Pump, um, who was a non-runner on the day. Ronald Pump had the form with uh, with um, with honeysuckle, given seven pounds away in the hat and grace, uh, over a trip that's far too short for him. Ran on really strongly that day, um, and Ronald Pump finished second as well in the stairs. So I think the Irish stairs aren't as good as the English stairs, but I think we can't pin down Florian Porter yet. You know, we're yet to see where his his limit takes him. But if I had to hazard a guess. I don't think he might not be good enough to win the stairs, but I could see him at least making the frame. Um, but yeah, it, and he wouldn't be for me at this stage. I would like to see him do it again to prove it, it was no fluke.
0: He's 20-1 currently uh, on Bedford for the stairs hurdle. Um, Paisley Park needs it at 4.4 and Time Hill at 5.4. Um, obviously that wraps things up uh, for Gavin Cromwell's floating pointer. Also at Leprechaun on the twenty eighth of December, we're going to look back on the maths and Hurdle. Um course, I quite like Sharjah. Uh, Mr William Mullins and Rich Ritchie. Um, what did you make of it, Sam Warren?
1: I was really impressed. He came there absolutely cruising um, under Patrick Mullins. I think it was a really interesting interview afterwards. He said something like, he's like Sansa. He always comes at Christmas and delivers or something like that. Um, and then described him like Jackie Chan in the morning before said he was feeling really well and he was fucking and kicking, um, which amused me. I think he's a bit of a character, this horse, um, but he never gets the credit he deserves. He never really goes into races overly fancied. Um, obviously, Epiton's a bit of a maybe at the minute with to how fit she could be. For um, Cheltenham, we've already got them through kind of there's a few doubts, so... I don't see why he couldn't go very, very close yet again in a champion hurdle. It'd be great to see him win one, as he's a really likeable horse. Um, definitely a player.
0: 8-1 currently for the champion. Um, obviously, with the doubts behind uh, mean could go off potentially shorter on the day. Do you, think, do you think you'll get another run, charge or straight to Cheltenham?
1: Um... I don't know the Irish calendar especially well for races, but um he normally has one in the meantime, doesn't he?
2: He'll probably go to the Irish champion hurdle that honeysuckle yeah, that honeysuckle is gonna be going for. But he flopped in that last year. So that I... would just be a concern he... with Charger.
1: I think he I don't know if it was the, I don't know if he was talking about Charger I swear I had an interview with someone saying that that'd that be the race I'd want to run him in again in because I don't think they ran, they tried something with him and he didn't quite um react the way they expected him to. So I think we'll probably see him again there, like you say, but if Honey Suckle goes, it'll be a tough ask. Um is she champion hurdle uh, this year or
2: Mayors? Still undecided, I think, with Honeysuckle, aren't they? Um there's a lot of people calling for her to go for the champion with the £7 a seven pound allowance. I'd be at least
0: sixteen to one for the champion hurdle. and um, three to one for the the mayor's hurdle. And um, 20 to 1 for the Cheltenham Paddy Power Stairs hurdle. So um, you'd imagine, as um, you see, if something's followed the money over 2 mile 4, surely should maybe be worth a chance Um, at, 20, at 16 to 1 for the champion. But I think it all revolves around Epiphone to see what happens with that one. Um, Obviously, she's leading the bet at 9 to 4. I um, don't so know, when you look back at that form behind Honeysuckle for charge, I mean, that, that was a decent race. from Mouchois and Barber Star Starr. Um, and obviously, Honeysuckle battled back and she franked the form, uh, winning, winning consecutively after. Um, I do think, Sam makes a good point. I do think Charger's often unfancied and then, as I say, often delivers. The Santa coat's actually pretty good. I like that. Um, but certainly a horse to keep on side. Charger's currently, I think it was around 8-1 to one for the champion. Best price available at the moment. What do you make of that, Chris Lora?
2: Yeah, I actually bat Charger for the race last year at 33s each way. So I, I, I did collect the place money on the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the race as a whole was a bit of a head scratcher, to be honest with you. Abacadabras was in there for Gordon Elliott, probably put a line through that. But he's never really been my idea of a champion hurdle winner in waiting, anyway. um, One that I've really wanted to come to the fore was St. Roy for Willie Munn. You know, obviously, a lot of people were excited about him with the connections. JP Manus, fantastic record in the champion hurdle, we you know. County hurdle winner, probably was unlucky the last day, at least I thought he was in the Morgiana, um, and he had every chance to win, I think, um, not sure if he had, maybe something slightly wrong with him, but, yeah, I think there was not too many excuses for him, he, 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 had his chance to go through the gears if he wanted to, to go and win, at uh, one point when they just turned into the straight, but he just had no answers, maybe, maybe in a fast run race at Cheltenham, however, maybe that would suit him, you know, um, that if something like not so sleepy song for someone silver streak went from the front i think he would like a race like that it just i think it would switch him off and i think he's a bit like epiton in the sense that i think he's got a good turn of foot um i still think he has but i just think the way the race might be run at cheltenham if there are a few front runners in there could suit him and I think a few people might write him off between now and Cheltenham if it did um, if it, if he did line up in in the, in the champion hurdle and therefore he might be a biggish price on the day because he might be unfancied but that's the only positive I can give St Roy I think the return to Cheltenham after that no no good for the champion hurdle in my opinion <laughs> if he flopped in that um, I think I think the the Cheltenham factor is his last row at of the dice or his last last card he has to play um in my opinion anyway uh for the champion hurdle. I, I think he had a lot of um he had a lot of opportunity that lots of he had no reason why he shouldn't have gone and won that, that race at Leopestown in my opinion. You know, he was in the right position. He should have gone and won it if if he if he had the ability on the day but but he didn't. So yeah. I'm not sure where we stand with Saint Roy. Running out of excuses.
0: Fourteen point five on Betfair at the moment. I know you mentioned Song for Someone, the one you're quite keen on. It's twenty sevens on Betfair, um, which is a massive price. And uh Charger's currently nine point eight on the exchange, eight to one best price for the sports book. Epitoni leads the bang at three point five, a bit overfighted too. Um, as you see, I think as you see, this is the champion of the market. It all revolves around the favourite Epitoni and see so if she turns up. If she doesn't, it's going to be wide open, isn't it? Um, Silver streaks currently about 12.5, 10 to 1 with the sports book. Um, as you see, I think this is wide open. Um, so that wraps up um, Sharja and the Mavs and Hurdle uh, at Leperstown. And we've got one more at Leperstown on 29. Got the Neville's Hotels Novice Chase. There's one I know Chris Loda has in his multiples. Another Rich Rich yours, um, Willie Mullins Monkfish. What did you make of it, Sam Martin?
1: I absolutely adore this horse Um, I was so excited for him to make his um, chasing debut and he did that in splendid style and he came again um, the other day at Leopardstown and it was a funny race because I think the horse in front I can't quite remember his name but he was a bit of a nutter really Um, so he had to be careful and he had to kind of he had to kind of quicken and Paul was constantly kind of bringing him back moving him and he seemed to it would have given him a really good education experience because he ended up getting hassled a bit by um that
0: is that the one you're on about. Uh Rachel Blackmore was on it.
1: Yes. Right
0: last morning, yeah.
1: Um who she did so well to stay on, but yeah. majority of the way, then I think at the last or the second last, she ended up hitting the deck from him, which was just not fair. But um yeah, he's when he gets his act together, he's he'll be quite interesting. Um but yeah, with monkfish. the thing I really like about him is he's got that star quality and he's built to be a chaser and he's an absolute gorgeous horse but his attitude is phenomenal Like he will battle for you and he will give every single thing he can um, to do well like we saw it in the Albert Bartlett, he got headed and then just kept coming back Um, I'm really excited about this horse, I think he'll win the RSA and I think he'll be really really exciting and I think this time next year we'll all be talking about him in um, going for the Chatham Gold Club or something like that. He's a serious horse. I'm lucky enough to have one of his horseshoes. I haven't got it up here with me, but um, yeah, I got given one of that. So uh, that's one of my prized possessions.
0: Yeah, he actually reminds me of a tour about the way he keeps battling. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of punters, they love these horses. They come there swinging on the bridle, but I mean, I'd rather have one um, that battles like monkfish. Um, not, not, not nothing betting really, like trying to nick a price and running, but. I love, it. I love a horse's game. Um, I thought latest exhibition ran quite well, um, but I just think as soon as they pushed the button on Monkfish over the last, it was all over. Only a six-year-old as well. So, as um, you see, maybe a year, two years down the line, certainly the way that is the, the battling that he has easily could potentially be a, a gold cup horse. Um, I'm just looking at his entries for... For later on, I actually, think he's fifteen to eight. I think he's very short for yeah, He's very short for over three miles to Festival Novice to Chase Grade One. He's fifteen to eight in places for that. Um, I'm just checking to see where his other entries are. He does have an entry. He has an entry for the Marsh Novice Chase. He's twenty five to one, and obviously the the National Hunt Challenge Amateur. I mean, that'd be some ride for an amateur. Uh, currently fourteen to one, but you'd imagine he'd be going for the Novice Chase over three miles at fifteen to eight. Um, certainly looks like the one to beat, um, Chris Loader. I know that's another one in your, in your treble. Um, you must be sitting pretty uh, confident.
2: Yeah. I honestly think Monkfish, like Sam said, will win the RSA. I think he's just rock solid in the way that he races. Not a particularly, I wouldn't call him a flashy type. Um, I wouldn't call him an exuberant jump. I think he just gets from A to B. Um, okay and he's just so tough and just very professional and workmanlike. Um, no secret that he was always going to be a chaser in the making that old racing cliche, but um, yeah, I think monkfish lots to like about him beat the right horse as well in latest, at latest exhibition, had him I think quite quite comfortably in his back pocket even though it even though it wasn't a, a wide margin win. Um, I think that yeah, monkfish just lost like about him. the only horse that I would be frightened of. One horse that could be the fly and the ointment. We didn't touch upon him in our Cheltenham section is the big breakaway. Now, big breakaway. I was totally against him. I, I hold my hands up. I I I couldn't have backed him in a month of Sundays for for that court star monsters chase, but I did see potential in there. Despite him making mistakes, the way that he still was trying, despite those jumping errors, the Tizards have been in awful form this season. Absolutely dreadful. Nothing's been going right for them for at least nearly a year now. It's not just that this season. Their horses weren't particularly right at the festival, and even before that, they've been they, their horses have been well off the ball. If they could get him right, and if he could iron out his jumping, I think Cheltenham would suit the big breakaway. A lot more than Kempton. Um, he would be the only one, if I was Monkfish, that I would be potentially worried about. Because I, I just think that there's... I still think it's yet to all click into place for the big breakaway. And if it was, it could be the RSA. But he's the only one in that three-mile division that I'm sitting there thinking, there is the big breakaway still that could maybe be the biggest threat. Shan Blue, who won that quarter star, I think right move going back down in trip for for the marsh. Um he he will put it up to Envoy Allen. I'm pretty convinced he will, but I think Envoy will just have a little bit more of a of a higher cruising speed that would just probably just get him the better. But I think I think um Blue will definitely give Envoy Allen a race, but uh, I I still would expect Envoy to come out on top. So yeah, interesting um three mile novice chasers all of them are but uh yeah uh monkfish i i do think he he is still my number one candidate for the rsa but the big breakaway just would be niggling at the back of my mind uh as maybe his biggest threat
1: yeah i completely agree with you there i think with the big breakaway i've been really excited for him to go and chase him for a long time um he's one he's not the finished article yet he's such a big baby like he's had less than 10 starts and um he his jumping was appalling last time i i think he probably he would have gone a lot closer i don't think he would have won if he'd actually jumped properly but if they can like you say if they can clean it, it's jumping up then he'll be a player um i love the two of them so <laughs> it'll be a difficult decision but i'm with monkfish now um But yeah, he's definitely one to keep an eye on the big breakaway because he's big, like his name suggests. He's taken a long time to mature, but he's had two, I think, quite good educational experiences the last twice without winning. Um, And he's obviously won round Cheltenham before because that's what he did first time. So, uh, a very interesting horse, like you say.
0: The Tisard yard start coming into better forms for Cheltenham. Certainly want to keep an eye on because they're so in and out. It's very difficult to read uh, and stable form that form uh, with Chamblue could work out to be quite well. Um, because I thought Chamblue, I mean, it looks very impressive. It could be one of Dan Skillen's better ones. Um, quite short on a betting as well. I mean, for the Marsh, you currently get 16 to 1 for Chamblue. Um So, certainly been quite well found in the market. But Monkfish is uh, for the RSC's 3.25 on Betfair. I mean, that's the sort of one that you'd probably be backing, in my opinion. You, you couldn't be laying at 3.45. I just think if he turns up, he's definitely the one to beat. Um, so, Monkfish, everyone's quite keen on that one. And obviously, a bit of a, a, a shout out for the big breakaway and Shamblue. Um So, that wraps up uh, lepers Town. And obviously, we've got our only other bets section. Um, I know we've talked a little bit about the Gold Cup. So, I'll give the floor to Sam Martin. We can have a little chat about Album Photo um, and obviously the reappearance run and is he is he still the one to beat um sam and what do you think so actually i'm going to bring to this as well and obviously ruby walsh was on on racing tv about two three weeks ago talking with uh, lydia and just talking about his his prep um, and obviously saying why would you change sort of like a, a winning prep uh training because a lot of people want to see more of the horse but obviously i can understand why ruby's saying if it's if it's working why change it do you still think that he's the one to beat in the gold cup
1: I do completely. Yeah, I think after everything we've seen over Christmas, make the waters kind of become a little bit murky, I think, with the English lot and then um, with the Irish, maybe it didn't play out the way we expected in the Savils. But he did exactly what you needed him to do. He jumped, he travelled, he was maybe slightly a bit lazy, but he won. The connections got 18,000 euros for that. Nice, positive, opener. They know that two miles, five and a half furlongs around Tremor puts him absolutely spot on. Um, obviously people want to see more of him. I've written an article about this recently. Um, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He um he's it works for him. He obviously had quite a lot of racing in his novice season, so it is a bit strange that now he's kind of got into the top tier that they don't that we don't see him as much. But um I Think we should just treasure it whenever we do see him because we can. He'll have his New Year's Day race and then he'll go to Chatham and then hopefully he can run well at Punchestown. But I think at the minute he's clear for me the horse for the Gold Cup. Um, he's straightforward, he's not particularly flashy, he doesn't even like himself, he doesn't look particularly flashy. He's a gorgeous horse, but um, I suppose he doesn't get the attention of some others if you think other. Um, two-time Gold Cup winners you got got Corso star kind of thing um, he's by no means in the same bracket as him but he's had some he's done some amazing achievements really um, he's done a lot in a short space of time kind of thing um, didn't he break Ruby Walsh's leg at Cheltenham and then he went and ran out at Punch's Town and then, uh, Paul Tannin rode him so he's a quirky sort he's kind of grown up now and he was the ultimate professional last time in, um, in the Gold Cup so yeah, he's, he's my idea of the winner and I don't think I'm going to change my mind going forward unless somebody bursts onto the scene, which I don't think is very likely. Yeah,
0: he's done nothing wrong. Won the last two rounds of the and Gold Cup. Had the same prep. Um, no no negative vibes coming from the yard either. I means the yard's absolutely flying. 4.7 on Betfair right now. Um, and nothing. I mean, obviously we've got a plus tard. Um, could potentially be a danger. Is Champ going to run? against in the gold cup we're not sure um, I don't think Ken Boyle will stay the trip loss in translation has been disappointing I mean, Santini 12 to 1 he's probably I mean, he's on their neck behind he's probably crying out for a trip but you want to see a little bit more Santini so far this season um, he's turned over to Aintree Chris Flora, what do you think about Albin Voto want to be on in the gold cup
2: I, I don't think you can you just can't take anything away from him but yeah, like like what Sam said, he's not a particularly flashy type. He's, he doesn't he doesn't really capture the imagination. He, because he, he he's not gonna win a Gold Cup by like ten lengths on the bridle. He's not he's not gonna be like native river, go out from the front, you know, be a machine and win game and tough up the hill. He's just there and he just wins. Um I thought it's performance Tremor. I was a bit concerned for the first couple of fences. He did make a couple of mistakes and he wasn't the most fluent at uh, a few of them if I had to be picky but it wasn't really much of a race obviously same kind of horses did what he had to do he proved he's alive and well which is all he had to do he got clipped in but by a couple of bookmakers saw quite people going why did they cut him why did they cut him well the reason they cut him is because he's alive and well that's the part of clipping a horse for, for, for 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 betting obviously like if he he hadn't performed well and got turned over we would have seen him drift out it's just he was always gonna shorten a little bit I've been amazed if he stayed at 4-1 to one, wasn't he before before the race for the gold cup um, I think he I don't think he should be any shorter than that kind of price though of 7-2 because uh, I do think there's a few in there like Manella Endo I still think I'm not quite giving up on him yet you know obviously he could he's still a, a major player I think Uh, there's still a few others that could come out of the woodwork, you know, I don't think he's going to have it all his own way, I think, I think, I think he'll go close, but am I going to say he's going to win the Gold Cup again? I'm not so sure, but obviously he's got to be in the mix, and he is the one, and if you want to win the Gold Cup, you're going to have to beat him, Um, I just think that's all can be said about him, he's just, yeah, he deserves to be favourite, yeah, I wouldn't put anyone off him for the Gold Cup if they wanted to have a bet on him, but for me, I always like, I'm, I'm not one of these horses. I'm not one of the, I'm not a horse, obviously. I'm not one of these people that, um, uh, well, I, I I. like, I always like a challenge. That's what I like about racing. It's a puzzle you have to work out. I like working out a puzzle and coming up with a theory for something that's going to win and taking on what everybody thinks is going to win. That's what I love about racing. Um, But and that's what I'll be trying to do for the Gold Cup. So that's why I wouldn't be with And I'm hoping there's something out there. That obviously I can work out that others won't that will, uh, will win the race. But I'm yet to tell you what that is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, he's won. He won the race last year. Currently at what hundred and thirty is around the same price. I'm just seeing um, would you give waiting patiently another another try? And the Gold Cup. I mean, he's he's a on Betfair right now.
2: He's never run in the Gold Cup before because he's had those those problems. You know, like those those little niggles that have kept him away from the track. I don't think he. He might run well in a Gold Cup. It's hard to say. I think, I think you probably, I think you would see the best out of him over two and a half miles. Personally,
1: okay.
0: interesting. I think, I think he doesn't th- have any official entries. Um, it's funny, as I said, that somebody's just uh, pushed the horse out to one hundred and fifties. So yes. obviously,
1: certainly
2: he, He's doesn't, he, doesn't agree. He's going to go for yeah. a- Ascot to the Ascot Chase. That's where he'll go, um, and then they'll make a plan from there with with waiting yeah, patiently
1: i was talking just tweeting um with jefferson as part of a thread and i said well done and someone said oh are you gonna go to gold cup and she said the owner after two bottles of champagne on the evening said yes that'd be great to go um but he they've changed a lot with him i think lately um medical work on him to try and make thing, him sounder, trying to make things a bit easier for him um i'd give him a shot if he went because he's a classy horse i think he proved that in the king george stamina is obviously the issue at this point but it'd be really brilliant if he was to go there and he was to he run well because obviously like you say with um malcolm jefferson and ruth and um just uh, they're a brilliant family and yeah it's it'd be a um it'd be a really good story i think they've got nothing to lose going there he'd have a really good chance in the right Air as well so i suppose it's either with either or whichever one they feel most comfortable taking him to
0: yeah, he's never run out of the course. Um, I do take on your point about maybe the distance of Cheltenham could be an issue. Um, so maybe the Ryanair can be more ideal, but certainly a price. And obviously if you look back at that run at Ascotley, he trying to cue card. and I mean, that was some performance over that sort of trip. Um, if he was to turn up in the, the, Gold Cup, he could be interesting. He'd certainly be one that'd be traveling anyway, coming down, coming around the bend. Um, but obviously Alvinfor will leave the betting at 4.7. And I know Chris Loder's keen to talk about one uh, from Newbury. Um, brave man's
2: game yeah brave man's game um, I think he really did put his uh, stamp down I think for the Ballymore um, I, I think I mean I was quite impressed actually by Meltier yesterday. Um, in the Tileworth I, I was against him before the race but I actually I've got to think he did the job well I know loads of people were crabbing it and saying it's a poor group one but at the end of the day they're novice hurdlers most of them would have only come into the race with a couple of starts. I don't know what people were what were we expecting to see like the first five from the champion bumper are all undefeated or something over hurdles that have won like three races and bolted up by fifteen lengths. I just don't get people sometimes at sometimes at all. Um yeah, but Met but Messi, he he did the job well. But like us, getting back to Braveman's game, I do think he's that was the best novice hurdle novice hurdling performance we've seen so far. In the UK, over any trip this season, um, I was really, uh, keen on Stargate for the race. I was blown away by his turn of foot at Sandown, but he easily brushed aside two really nice horses, Stargate, who I didn't think ran particularly badly, and also as well the Glancing Queen, who's no mug, and she was in receipt of the mayor's allowance. Brave Man's game, in my opinion, was just very very impressive the 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 comparisons to Demon are very clear. Demon won the race before, big strapping type that will obviously get a fence in time, um, yeah. And the race is always a, a good indicator. Thrown up the likes of Champ, Time Hill in recent years, always horses that go very close to winning at the festival. And I don't know what kind of price he is for the Ballymore but uh, yeah, I think I think he's um definitely the best horse we've seen so far in the UK this season from a novice hardened perspective.
0: Yeah, he absolutely hacked up last time out and um, behind oh beating Stargate um, and Evan Williams runner and uh, who was really impressed with sandown And I know you were pretty keen on that one, Crystal So Putting him to sleep for what? Being and putting him away ten lengths absolutely on the bridle. It's very, very interesting. Um what do you make of it Sam Martin, months game?
1: He was brilliant. I mean he'll be a lovely chaser in time. Um Properly built for the job. Um, one as well, does he know, obviously ran out um that day. I still don't really know what happened. Um, but on better ground, um, say for entry or something, he's one to keep an eye on because he he won re- I was really impressed with him last time, I think it was, and I think he's won a couple this season so far. Um, but I really liked him. uh Kim Bailey's yard's obviously going really, really well this season. So he's an interesting one. And you mentioned Champ as a winner of the race. What do you make of him at the minute in terms of Cheltenham Gold Cup as his target? Because we've not seen him yet. And for me, I think I need to have seen him, seen how he's jumped. Because if they were to give him, a, I was thinking about this the other day, if they were to give him a prep over hurdles before the Gold Cup, I think he'd be taken off his feet with the pace of the Gold Cup. And I think he's going up on the deck. I don't think he'd be able to keep up with it. Um, if because you saw it, we saw it with, with Presenting Percy. He he ran. um Maybe it's not a direct comparison. But maybe I'll get a legit for this because people do like Presenting Percy. But he when they quickened and he his, his, he doesn't. He's not seen on the track all that much. When he quickened um, at second last, he fell as they quickened. So that was just kind of the premise I was going on with Champ because. He's obviously had that question for another an season. his jumping isn't exactly stellar, but I know they've been working on it. so just wondering what you guys thought of of him.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they, they like him on betford anyway. 12 point five. he'd imagine he's gonna have to have a run somewhere, maybe find an egg and spoon race somewhere just so he can get his confidence up, just make call, absolutely hack up somewhere. Um, interesting point on the hurdles as well. I mean, he could potentially go down that route as well. I mean, that that run last time, uh, the last general festival, I mean, the way that he's picked up mm-hmm. by him beating Manila Endo, I mean, it's incredible. Um, Barry Gerrity getting the best out of him. Could he be crying out? I mean, you're right, he is crying out for a Gold Cup trip, isn't he? Um, Absolutely, yeah. It could be, this could be, I'm looking at this Gold Cup, the more, we, the more we look at it, gonna, the complexion of this race is going to change so much uh, To uh, isn't it? Um, the more you look at it as well, throw them with all these sort of, Proven stairs, surely, surely, Frodo's
2: going to get picked up somewhere up that running. Chris Morda, yeah. thoughts on Champ? Yeah, Champ, um, it is a bit worrying, isn't it? Because he was meant to run at Leopardstown for Christmas, but then they pulled the plug on that before we knew our English horses could go, over, couldn't go over to Ireland, so that that idea was thrown out. Um, but I think Henderson this this year. Is, I don't want to get too too um, deeply entangled in it because there's a lot of um, a lot of ways you can go of it but I, I honestly don't know what he's telling the media at the moment I think I think he's so flustered with everything I mean we're not I don't I don't think we're ever getting the true picture of where everything's at we're getting the horses on in form, champs working the house down one week he's not so good the next week Altior's working brilliantly not the next week, you know. Honestly, uh we—it's really hard to know what, what, what to take. I would take it with a pinch of salt. That's what I'm starting to learn about Nicky Henderson, uh champ. Um, I, time's running out for him to have a decent prep. He's going to need a. Need a run. Cotswold Chase has been earmarked as a potential, but there's Santini could be going there. There's a, I think there's actually a race at, Kelso. Don't know if he would go there. That's two six maybe. Um, I remember Black Court and I think got turned over in it a couple of years ago. Um, there's not many places he can go. Uh, uh there's also as well the um the Denman Chase at Newbury. I think he'll probably go there. I think that's where he'll go. He likes Newbury track. He's done before. I think if I I think Denman Chase Gold Cup that that would be if he's fit and able to turn up in that that's the way he should go and that's the way Native River won his Gold Cup so. Yeah, I think Denman Chase is where he should go. But who who knows? I'm not making Henderson.
0: Twelve point five on Bet um even with a prep run, I can't see much much movement on that one. Um that's what we all think. I mean, Albion Foot is probably the one to beat uh when the last two renewals. And to wrap things up, I know Chris Loader has been blowing up my phone. Um Doncaster, Annie Mac, you have the floor, Loader.
2: Thank you. Um yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised no one was going on about Annie Mack after she won at Doncaster. It was the whole world asleep or something? Jesus Christ, she absolutely... Sorry for any religious people there. But um, she absolutely destroyed them at, at Doncaster, you know. Absolutely destroyed them. And she's still 16 to 1 for the mares. 16 to 1. It's an absolute farce why she isn't nearly favourite for that race. Someone tell me why. Get in touch. I I I love to have the debate with you, but Annie Mack, like she she before going into that race, she had a rating. I think of it. I think it was one hundred and forty-seven. So what what I don't know what her official rating is now. I don't know if they've adjusted it yet. But she's clearly going to have to be now at least in the mid one fifties. And if you look at some of the people and uh, some of the mayors in the market uh, for that race that, that are currently priced up ahead of her, Benny dejeur she going here? Probably not. Honeysuckle, no. Put the kettle on. Probably not. Cole Reavy is the danger, maybe. Sal Soretta's thrown in another stinker today, um, at a fairy house. So so it's a really wide open division. And for me, Annie Mack, against she'd been taking she's been taking on the boys as well. That was the first time she'd run against her own sex for quite a while. Um uh, she and I think the last time before she'd taken on Mares was in a novice Mayor's novice chase at Banger. She'd running some of the novice chases at the festival. She ran in the pad, um in the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup. Annie Mack, I don't know if she's still sixteens. Uh, I am all over her. I, if she turns up on the day and the others don't that are currently in the betting, she's got to nearly be favourite for this. i I I'm just I don't know if I'm missing something or if I'm I, I I'm I'm taking I'm drinking something else that other people aren't, but I honestly can't see why Annie Mack is sixteen to one Please, someone tell me. That's where she's going as well. And if soft, heavy ground, I think she's she'll go very close.
0: This, this might send you over the edge, Crystal, right? Yeah. right?
2: now. 34 for the Mayor's Chase on Betfair. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's wide open, mate. Benny Dazol, 6.2 for the win, 6.8 for the left. Yeah. Um, for just the 6000 exposing in the market, the tell,
2: tell, tell me I'm mad. Tell me, go on, go for them all and tell me that half of them aren't going to line up. Honestly, honestly, Annie Mack will go to the mayor's chase and she'll go very close.
1: I think the expectation is that the Irish are going to have something that turns out to be really good. Um, but like you say, it's not too sure she, whether, um, who who's actually going ni- like to turn up. She'll be,
2: she'll nearly I'd like be to one of the highest rated. In the race, sorry, I'm getting my (laughs) blood up.
1: um, I'd like to see... He's off. He's gone. (laughs) I'd like to see Benny run in the race because she did actually start out over fences with uh, Mullins, but she's... Yeah, I can't see why she's that big of a price either. I agree with you. I thought that after um, Doncaster, she was really good. Um, I'm surprised she's not shorter shorter than that on Chris Hughes' money alone. Um, But it'd be great for the game if she won obviously with him involved um but i think you hit nail on the head there she's she's so consistent she's so solid isn't she we know she likes Cheltenham we know she always puts in a really good performance because she ran well in the marsh um so yeah there you go <laughs> I think, I think,
0: think he's a good ambassador for for racing and i think he does a good job puts, he does uh, definitely Benny any oh, i've got a question for you sam right do you think, the million dollar question, do you think she would have won if Honeysuckle didn't get that run up on the inside last last year? Channel.
1: I was there and I was by the finish, and Honeysuckle didn't look like she was ever going to get past. Um, I don't, I can't remember. I think I was with Benny that day. Um, she was my selection, but to be honest, I don't think Honeysuckle was ever in doubt. Um, Think position on the track mattered that much, they were quite far apart, I think. Um, if I remember rightly, but I mean, the atmosphere after that race was absolutely insane. I had um a big crowd of Irish folks that come over behind me, and I think it was half and half split between Benny and Honeysuckle. But they were like, I think the, the half that won were so happy, but then the half that lost were like, Oh, okay, yeah, lost, but. Rachel Blackwell was amazing. It was yeah. it was great to see, I think everyone kind of appreciated what a brilliant ride Honeysuckle was given. So maybe getting the inside was what won it for her, but I don't know, <laughs> in yeah. all honesty. Yeah.
0: The boys who act um Honeysuckle, they're probably getting the rounds in for the for the Benny uh, in the Guinness Village. But just looking at Honeysuckle's form as well. I mean, Barberstar, Benny Dizo, Ronald Pump, I and mean, this horse, I mean absolute superstar. Um two classy, classy mares. Um, and I, obviously, I don't think she's going to run in this race. I mean, there is an argument for Benny DeZoe I mean, what price should she be um, on the day if Honeysuckle doesn't run? Because apart from, obviously, Chris Loder's Annie Mac, there's no standout, is there? Proper, proper standout. So, could you back the two here, Chris Loder? 33s, 34s, a bet for him back Benny as well. It's six point six point six.
2: 6? Benny, we, uh, Benny, you suspect. I think they want revenge on Honeysuckle. I think they want another cracker. But for me, Benny doesn't find it in a fight. I've said I've said that she's a she's a mare with a high cruising speed, whereas honeysuckle is the kind of woman that likes to get down and get dirty. <laughs> uh, if if that makes sense, you know she she's she toughs she's she's ready for the fight, whereas me Benny will come there looking looking like she's got plenty plenty under the bonnet, but
0: I'm in there like Paul uh, Carbody on Archibald. I mean that one could be before your time, especially Sam's I mean, that, that's an old one. Show my age yeah. Yeah, I'm not but, even sure
2: if that's on YouTube, mate.
0: Yeah. Is, <laughs> I think it's saying it's, it's the quality's not great. You're not gonna get seven twenty on that. But um I think that talking about battling, I mean, that Darber Star a uh, performance at Town for Honeysuckle, I mean that's I mean that's honeysuckle, isn't it, the way she battled back got head. But anyway, could digress and talk all day. Um it's been great having you on Sam getting a bit of reflection from last week's racing, and obviously marking the card for future Cheltenham anti bets, and obviously lucky loaders. Um, I wish we'd done that EMAC at the start, because we could have really got Chris Loder going. But <laughs> of you, thanks for your time. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Give us a follow on Twitter. Um, any comments as well? Positive, negative, good to have. Gamble responsibly. Have a good day, guys and girls.